0: Sport to song. Boxing podcast. Seconds out.
1: Hello and welcome to round 34 of the Sporty Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex LaBox and Rob Boxing Shrew. Rob, it's been a roller coaster for boxing, hasn't it? We've had that fantastic week of boxing with Crawford and Spence and then roll over to the next week. We have the Anthony Joshua and Dylan White fiasco. What's it all about, Rob?
0: oh mate what a bipolar sport i mean we were just the the sport's been kicked and prodded and gone through the mud for the past year on and off and um but the other week was just just the example of why we love it um you know tuesday in japan and new way, amazing um and then you know late night stay up for for Crawford v. Spence, we have wanted it for years. Yeah. Um, didn't quite deliver in terms of the 50-50 people thought it was, but you know, you saw one of the greatest performances that you will talk about in twenty or thirty years. And um and buzz it everybody's buzzing about a sport. And then sure as shit, within a week or two it's um not I wouldn't say back in the mud, but you know, you just get horrible moments like this and you know when will dillian white learn this isn't the first time is it
1: yeah, yeah absolutely rob and um we'll, we'll come on to that in a moment and we'll also come on and talk about um anthony joshua fight week because the fight miraculously is still on but just just touching on that rob you you, you mentioned the in ua and fight which was like you said incredible crawford spence um again like you said it's, it's a fight that will live on in the memory for not so much the fireworks it brought, but just, just the sheer um, spectacle. Another fight I want to mention, Rob, is Liam Davies versus Jason Cunningham. What a performance from Liam Davies. Um, We didn't expect that at all. You was there, Rob.
0: What was it like being ringside for that? Well, I got an early night, so I got, (laughs) (laughs) I was home before midnight, um, which I wasn't expecting. Um, He just blew him away, didn't he? Um, he, you know, we love Jason on this party's command. Yeah. He's given us a time. Likewise, Liam, another great lad. Um, but unfortunately, I, he just steamrolled him. Um, I think, I keep, I spoke to a lot of people around here who, who went to the fight and um, yeah. in Telford. And um, people are torn, you know, because, um, and we'll get on to sort of where Liam's at at the, min- at the minute soon, mm-hmm. but um, was it a mixture of, Liam's got the momentum which we thought he would have and Jason was kind of at the end of that level I, I don't know I really don't yeah. know but I'll say once once Liam caught him Jason didn't really want to know he turned his back um and within 30 seconds it was over um, after another barrage so really really good statement win and round 1 for a guy that isn't really considered a puncher in Liam um yeah so uh, what did you think
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, you hit the nail on the, on the, on the head, Rob. Um, we didn't expect it from Liam Davies, but he's the younger guy. He's got the momentum. What did Jason Cunningham have left? I think that was the question that was all on our lips. Even when we gave our predictions, it was a case of what can Jason Cunningham bring to this fight? Um, it was quite remarkable. I, I've, I've watched the round back um, quite a few times. And, and it's the first time we've seen Liam Davies drop both hands and just literally let just off go. Yeah, just, just yeah. go and and it would for that it's it's showed um you know there's levels to Liam Davies and there's there's different angles to Liam Davies that we didn't know he's he's a boxer we keep learning about don't we and um yeah I
0: mean the last three performances Leach, Baluta and now Cunningham Three completely different performances and and game plans, um, which is fantastic to see. I mean, to see some um, a fighter that's that um, uh, versatile, you know, it's 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 good to see. Um, The big question is what happens next because I feel like he's kind of in no man's land at the minute. Um, I feel he's way beyond British level, um, potentially European or you know European to world. But you look at the, the world champions and a new way's potentially fighting for undisputed next. You know he's a killer, so it's it's yeah. tough to pitch him at the minute. It, it,
1: it is it is a tricky one. Um, I have seen today on social media mm. um, as of today that um, Liam Davis has put out um, a post saying that a a fight um, a, a new fight is going to be uh, announced very soon. So yeah. Whether he's got um, something up his sleeve, whether that's gonna be after the McCann fight, we're not sure. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's watch this space for Liam Davis and it's
0: Well you think if it's not McCann, it will have to be some sort of voluntary um sorry uh, mandatory defence because um he's gonna have I think he'll give up a British personally. I think he'll vacate that now. Um because he isn't gonna want to carry on fighting two or three more British lads to try and win it outright. He's gonna want to move on. Um European, it could be the next European. I don't know who's ranked number one at the minute now with the European, but it could be that. Um, or give us what we all want, Dennis McCann, if, yeah. should he get through Baluta next week?
1: Yeah, and uh, Sporty Song listeners, we are going to be talking about Dennis McCann and that Inuit Baluta fight, which is coming up at the York Hall, a Queensbury show on a Friday, Rob. We're hoping to be there, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, and we are going to come and talk about that particular night later on, in the podcast but it's definitely all eyes on Liam Davis and he, he absolutely deserves it doesn't he Rob to forget 100%. himself absolutely and um, then fair play
0: to him as well he's um he's raised a couple of grand this week as well he's um he's auctioned off his gloves and his um his kit separately and I believe both of them fetched over a grand each so um yeah that's going into local communities here so fair play
1: good stuff now sports song listeners it is Anthony Joshua or AJ Fight Week Rob it's been very hard to keep up with what's been going on in the world of boxing we mentioned it briefly at the beginning with dillian white failing that drug test apparently on numerous different um aspects of the drug test i i haven't really read into it too much a person who has read into it is craig scott of uh, contaminated foods for Fault. we we both love the the article i think if you're a boxing fan and, it's and you, a staple yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic he's uh his latest article has been <laughs> uh has had a lot of interest from a certain sam jones but we we won't go into that but what we will say is that this article really does bring up uh the the dirt on the sport and we know it's there it's come to the light this week hasn't it with um, um dillian white failing that drug test do we think Matchroom have dealt with it better than the previous time with Connor ben
0: yes yes yeah. i do um i think that was easy to say um it wasn't dragged out um a decision was made on the statement i mean as soon as we found out that he'd failed the fight was pulled in the same statement so yeah. so yes um they've 100 percent learned from the conor ben thing um dillian brought out his statement um I put out I, I could have written that. I, like I knew what he would have said. Like <laughs> yeah. um it was the template, I'm an innocent man and I will be fighting to clear my name template. Um I don't think I've ever seen a statement from a boxer to say, You got me? You know, <laughs> hands up, you got me. So um yeah, he's just going through the motions. Um, a bit like what Craig said in the article about being unlucky. It's bollocks, isn't it? Like how can fighters be so unlucky? Conor Ben failing two tests, how unlucky, um Dillian. You know, as a kickboxer failed, as a boxer, he's failed a couple of times. These guys are so unlucky, aren't they? Um, Yeah, and
1: and that that, that quote, professional boxers are the most unluckiest of athletes. And mm -hmm. uh, like like you said, uh, Rob, we we sort of expected it from uh, Dillian White to come out and say, you know, I'm going to prove my innocence. First and foremost, Rob, it's a big opportunity for Dillian White that's gone now, isn't it? Um,
0: it, It's a good fight. I rated the fight. I know you weren't too fussed, but... I liked it, and I I was really looking forward to it. So, but my interest in the whole event has gone from ninety percent to zero. Like my interest in it now, as a main event, I mean it. It doesn't really serve much purpose anymore, does it?
1: Not, no, not. Let's face it, not really. But the the main message here, Rob, and this is the message from um, a lot of the people that I spoke to at the press conference, is that there is a fight taking place. So. Of course, there, there, there's a fight taking place. There's an undercard boxers need to get paid. Obviously, um, I, I think it's it's been good business um, from Matchroom and also quite honourable to keep the undercard on and, and to keep AJ fighting as well. I think they've done a, a very good job. I um, would agree
0: with you. and I, And I think the biggest uproar online with fans was not just the fight itself, but. How, how many times do fans get stung by fights being pulled for this sort of thing when, yes, you get your ticket money back, but you don't get your train or your hotel back? Um, yeah. Those, those companies aren't only reliant on boxing fans. You know, they just think you, you're going to London for the weekend, so... Um, yeah for those people it's great for the undercard who let's you know they fight to fight they get paid it's Anthony Joshua could go another 10 years without a fight and he's, he's fine you know um financially so um for these I would imagine that the the undercard um uh, you know Liddard maybe Maisie Rose um Campbell Hatton they would have probably yeah. been one of the first few to be on the phone <laughs> on on Sunday saying look what's going on
1: yeah I absolutely agree with you and um Yeah, it's a great point, Rob. Now, um, Sporty Song listeners, we have got a little bit of a treat for you coming up at the end of this section, because um, at the press conference, I did manage to catch up with a one Derek James. It was quite a brief conversation, but nonetheless, Derek James will be appearing on the podcast, Rob, um, a little bit later on. So that should be quite quite good fun. Um, And We'll obviously discuss what he said in that interview what um, once that has been played out on the podcast? Um, Robert Hellenius, um is a, is a boxer, Our mate, who, our mate, who we know at the podcast. Rob, we did interview Robert Hellenius before the Deontay Wilder fight. I did manage to have a chat with his um, trainer, who was uh, Marcus uh, Sudmund, and um, he basically said that they were at the fight. He had a fight last Saturday, uh, which he <laughs> which which he won. He stopped the guy in in, in the third round. He said during the fight or just after the stoppage he got a call um saying that the AJ fight is is available if they want it um, being obviously Helenius's manager he accepted and uh, according to uh, Marcus as um Robert was getting his um wraps cut off um he sort of told him he said do you want the AJ fight next Saturday and, and <laughs> he, he immediately said, yeah, let's do it. So uh, it's... um It's it,
0: crazy, isn't it? It, it, is, it is crazy. It is opportunity crazy. knocks, you know, stay ready.
1: Opportunity knocks. Now, listen to this, Rob. Both Hellenius... I did manage to speak to both Hellenius and, Mar- and Marcus, his manager. Um, Both are, are literally, like you said, Opportunity knocks. They are really excited about the opportunity. Uh,
0: I bet they are. about the seven-figure reason why as well. <laughs> of, of course there's the monetary value. But Robert Hellenius
1: wants to come and win and i know he's got to say that rob and it's obvious of course, yeah but however you know it's still a heavy weight boxing fight isn't it so
0: um you sound uh, you sound like uh you sound like eddie hearn <laughs> I, 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 do
1: you know what maybe it's because I'm, I'm i'm all press conferenced out but um, yeah
0: I'm <laughs> no not... I, I i know what you mean um joshua has had worse opponents than this um i think if Hellenius hadn't been panned by Wilder in one round, I don't think we'd be maybe looking at this in the same light, yeah. but Anthony Joshua is a very different fighter to um, Deontay Wilder. I don't think it will go just one round. I, I think that I do. I, I don't think it's um, difficult to say, I think Joshua will stop him, but I think maybe mid rounds um, and I know what's going to happen. His result will get compared to Wilder's. You know how it is. And, and, it's, and it would be perfect then because it will actually be their last, both of their last opponent will be mutual Um, going yeah. into potentially the next one in, in December or January if they fight each other. So um, the yard sticks there already, isn't
1: it? Absolutely, Rob. And I, I can't agree with you more. I know it's an AJ fight week, but there's not really much for us to go into, is there? I think, you Know the conclusions there, yes. Okay, we've got we've got a fight on our hands, but it's it's some ask for Robert Helenius. And he's you know, like I said, he's got to turn up and show some sort of enthusiasm for the fight, hasn't he? But, Did you um... see
0: where Helenius fought last week? It was like in some medieval castle, it looks awesome. Oh, was it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you need to go and have a look at it. It was um, because when I first watched, I thought it looked like he was fighting in front of like a stone wall, there was just no crowd, but the crowd were behind the cameras, yeah. I don't know if it was in Finland he was he was fighting a Finnish fella um it was like 6 and 0 something like that so um yeah look go back and have a look it looks I like real sort of quirky um <laughs> venues for you know the O2's great and you know Manchester Arena but I like seeing new um funky venues for for fights you know
1: No I absolutely agree with you Rob um, now um sport to song listeners um and Rob is should we have a listen to the Derek James interview before we delve into what we expect from Joshua and the rest of the undercard. Yes. Let's do it. Well, we're here with Derek James. Um, Derek, first and foremost, is it just good that this fight's taking place and there is a fight happening on Saturday? Yes, it is. It's very good that the fight is happening and it's taking place, yeah. And um, talking about Anthony Joshua, you've had him in in your camp for a little while now. What sort of improvements have you seen for me? Yeah, his understanding of boxing, his understanding of um, what he wanted out of me and what he's asked of me. To, uh, I think that fighters are very demanding as to what they what uh, they want and feel like they need as a fighter. And uh, that's what you'll see Absolutely. on Saturday. And is, is there anything in particular you've sort of helped him along with in the gym, especially being with the stable you've got out in Texas? Is there anything you've seen know, any sort of intricate improvements with his, with his boxing well, game. Well, I mean, I, I have seen a lot of improvement, but what we'll do is we'll let you all be the judge on Saturday. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Derek. Derek, a quick chat about um, um, Errol Spence um, from last week. Um, what's the plan moving forward with Errol? Um, hey, to, to do whatever it is he wants to do. It's a rematch. It's what he wants, and that's what we're shooting for. Good stuff. And um, just finally, uh, you've got... Um, a young boxer in Brian Garcia right. in, in the camp as well. Right. Um, How is he looking? And, again, what's, what's the plan with him for the uh, rest He's of the good, year? Man. He's good, He's good. He's going to fight probably uh, coming up pretty soon. And we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. He's good. And um, without giving too much away, obviously, uh, Deontay Wilder is a prospect fight coming towards the end of 2023. Um, is that a fight um, you're prepared to take? Um, and you feel that Joshua can get success in that fight? Well, I don't know anything about it, but I mean, I'm just, it's up to him. You know I mean, I'm, I just work for the guys; I get him prepared. So, if there's a fight that he's going to take, it's a fight I'll get him prepared for. Derek, it's yeah. absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you much. Okay, Rob. That was Derek James, keeping his cards quite close to his chest. But you, you can appreciate appreciate that on Fight Week, can't you, Rob?
0: Yeah, I mean it's um it's a funny one because it's not just a fighter that has to adapt the game plan. It's it's the guy in his corner, isn't it? So um yeah, it was interesting. Um yeah, like I say, cards close to his chest. But uh, it was quite interesting what he was saying about um Garcia and and Spence as well. Again, he, he doesn't like to give too much away. But um I think he I think he's an asset to AJ. I think that if he can stick with him um pass this one into the potential wild fight i think um i think it could be a good match
1: yeah he he comes across as a very cool character um rob he's very much interested in his boxers he's there to do a job he's not there to scream and he's shout he's not a promoter is he <laughs> no and 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 take the headlines he 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 is a boxing um, man and 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 that is what aj needs and talking about aj's style he's he's literally just saying you know what do you want me to say he's in the boxing gym He's learning and um you're gonna to have to wait and see. And, I thought uh, you
0: handled it very well because he was um he was quite um evasive, wasn't he, at times? Yeah,
1: but you know, that is uh that's boxing for you, Rob. But there <laughs> we go. No, it was great seeing that. It's um it will be what it will be. The undercard um Rob on this um matchroom show coming up on Saturday at the 02, I think it's particularly good. You've got Johnny Fisher um stepping up. I say stepping up, but he he's got a live fighter in Harry Armstrong, hasn't he? Harry Armstrong is gonna come to win, isn't he?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Johnny Fisher's a funny one because I don't quite get it. I get the gimmick, I get his dad. Um I, I don't quite get it yet. I think we've had number of do you know what? Of all the fighters we talk about off camera and on fight nights, Johnny Fisher's probably right up there, isn't he? And yeah. um we both change our minds quite a lot on him. Um he looks great against guys who are there to be punched. But um, I'm really sort of curious, really, as to see how far he can go. Can he win a British title? Is he better than that? Do we think British is, too, you know, too far a step? But I'm so intrigued. And and I think that Harry Armstrong is is there. He's, he's durable. Um, I don't think he's going to be, you know, this punch bag for him. Um, I really yeah. don't. He's only lost for once. Um but who's to say Johnny won't go and blast him out in the round? He's got the power. Uh, is an enigma for me at the minute, mate, to be honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you, Rob. And uh, on that note, I did manage to have a chat with Harry Armstrong yesterday at the conference, and he said he's he's very much grateful um, for the opportunity. It's a big stage. Um, and he, he actually believes, again, boxers have to say this, but he genuinely genuine believes that Fisher hasn't been... In the ring with anyone like him, i.e., he's, stat- he, he's stature, um, someone who's going to throw back. Um, so Harry Armstrong very much fancies his chances against Fisher. He said he hasn't really seen anything uh, to, to worry him about, and he's he's not worried about Fisher's power. So uh, I think it's quite an intriguing one, Rob. And it's certainly I think, a, um, a domestic. With, dust so- sorry
0: to cut in, mate. Um, carry on.
1: No, so I it's it's, it's it's certainly a domestic dust-up, and there's you know you can't beat those fights, can you?
0: No, I think the one thing that um you come up against with Johnny Fisher, which you don't usually until someone is much more um sort of prevalent within the industry, is is the crowd because usually you know if you're going into the lions den against Joshua, you know, or someone who's established, then you're going into the real lions den. But when you're Five six fights in, and you're coming up against Johnny Fisher. You know, Johnny Fisher has only had some, well, I think he's had under 10 fights. This might be his ninth or 10th fight, yeah. Like the following he has that you're up against that that must be quite intimidating. And that will, I mean, I know these guys are fighters, but it must cross your mind as you're walking down that ramp,
1: absolutely. And um, I, I heard um, his dad talking about it actually. Um, big big John was talking about it yesterday to <laughs> the media, and he actually said, He said. They gave us eight eight hundred tickets. We asked for more, and they got it. And they, they, they've sold them. Um, literally, Big John and uh, Johnny Fisher are, are ticket selling machines, aren't they? So they're 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 a promoter's dream in that sense. And like you said, does that increase expectation on Johnny Fisher? You know, has That's this...
0: true. I hadn't thought of it the other way around, Actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and ha- has this expectation? I, I think we'll see on Saturday night um you know as he does step up in his opponents against um harry armstrong you know whether or not that expectation could be too much i sort of doubt it i, I think fisher's going to have enough um to to deal with harry armstrong however he could potentially be taken um you know to points which would be again uh a learning curve wouldn't it for, for fisher
0: uh yeah it would um I personally don't see it go I mean, because it's a 10-rounder as well, by the way, So, uh, because it's for the southern area. Southern um, area, yeah, yeah. So, again, we haven't even mentioned that. There's, there's a belt on the line, which, yeah. again, is, is uncharted territory for, for both of these guys. So, um 10 round I, – I don't see anyone at that kind of level going 10 rounds with Fisher at the minute. Uh, right. Might be wrong. I might be wrong. Um, Could be
1: wrong. What, what what I do like about Fisher is he's, he's romance with the sport of boxing because he's really excited – about getting his hands on this seven, Southern Area belt. He said, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful old sort of antique belt. I absolutely love it. Um, I, you know, I can't wait to win it. He said, if if I come through the fight and win it, I, I'll be really proud to, to have that belt um, around my arm. And it's nice to hear from a boxer who has been given, you know, quite a high profile from Matchroom, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And a high profile very soon as well. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it's because he sells tickets, that he got these opportunities in the first place. Um, obviously his old man, he, I mean, I'm not a big fan of what his old man does. He, he effectively, he's f- famous for eating Chinese, but um, <laughs> but it's got him a platform. Do you know what I mean? And what whatever works, eh? And and he's now got that platform. He's still unbeaten, and now he's got a title shot. And because of his age and his lack of amateur experience, I mean, you know, I, I think he's still at university or he's just finished at university. So um, he he is going the traditional route, and he's young enough to do it. And I like to see it. Um, it's similar to. Like, I mean we'll move on to the undercard the rest of the undercard in a minute. Campbell Hatton, you know, Campbell yeah. Hatton gets a lot of stick. Um I, I've been one to to throw it at him, but yeah. he's definitely improving little by little and he will start to get towards that, you know, northern area title. Um yeah, I'm waffling a little bit, but I just see tr- um, parallels between the two of them, albeit their you know, their opportunity has come in very different ways.
1: No, I I completely uh, agree with you, Rob, and no, what you said makes um absolute sense. You know, it seems that although th- these boxers are getting the big stage on Matchroom, they are actually looking to take traditional routes or, you know, d- do the hard graft as it were. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's good to see, um, f- from Matchroom. A- another fighter I managed to speak to yesterday was George Lidard. I- I've, I've managed to watch, uh, George, uh, fight in the flesh. I had, a- I had a nice chat with him about being trained, um, by Kevin Mitchell. Who's one of my favorite, uh, boxers. I used to love watching Kevin Mitchell box. And, uh, he basically said he's so grateful for having someone like Kevin Kevin around him. And um, what well, one of the questions I did ask him was, you know, if you could em- emulate Kevin's career or, you know, slightly better, would that be, and he said, you know, he's got the utmost respect for Kevin of what he achieved in in boxing. But uh, it's good for George, isn't it, to be around people like Kevin Mitchell?
0: Absolutely. Um, Kevin Mitchell one of my favourite fighters that never won a world title. Yeah. Um, he came bloody close. Um, he did always entertaining um like there aren't many poor <laughs> Kevin Mitchell fights to watch and I know styles are different and just because he's training George it doesn't mean he's gonna you know be be a, the same sort of fighter but you know he's um I, I think he stopped everyone he's been in with so far yeah, he so has. Yeah, again, yeah. early days mate but um it always helps having that not just a good trainer but the experience they've done it themselves you know
1: yeah it just seems for me personally Rob and it is very early days, and I know sometimes we jump on bandwagons and you know we yeah. talk people up he's only three and oh, but um he's got a very nice style to watch and it's it is quite similar to that you know Kevin Mitchell very flashy sort of East End London boxing, which I absolutely love it's uh mm. you know it's what 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 I go to the York Hall for, and it's got that yeah. similar sort of uh vein to it Rob he's fighting. Uh, a boxer who we're quite familiar with. Who's yeah, from, from Nielsen. From Nielsen Boxing, which I will pronounce his name as Baz. <laughs> go on, uh, go on. Uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce it. But... I'm going to
0: say Oostervegel.
1: There we go. Oosterweigel. There we go. It sounds like something you'd have for breakfast, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so but he's fighting Baz, who's... Um, Five you know, and one. He, he, he's an opponent who is out there boxing on a regular basis. So um, you can't ask for much more with a boxer who's 4-0, oh, can you?
0: No, Not at all. Um, I mean, uh, Baz who is fighting, he only made his debut last year, and um, he's already on sort of six, seven, eight fights already. So, um, yeah, I think Nielsen are getting well behind him this weekend as well. So, um, Mark and the team might be down there, um, cheering, cheering on Baz, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to call these sort of fights when they're both relatively unknown, and certainly on the you know the, the mainstream TV side of it as well. So, um yeah. Yeah, it might, might, might be a nice little scrap to watch, mate, on the um, before the bell.
1: Absolutely. And it's always good to see Nilsen boxing and Mark Nielsen buzzing around the boxing scene. It's what we like to see. Um, now, Rob, there is a domestic dust-up. Well, I wouldn't call it a domestic dust-up, but a domestic Friday night Queensbury show at the York Hall. We're both very excited. Um, we, we've sort of seen what Queensbury do on a Friday night at York Hall. It's an absolute buzz. It's in the heart of East London. And it's Dennis McCann versus Baluta. I mean, I'm not sure what else you could want for a a boxing belt. No, I
0: agree. I agree. Not to sound like Dev Sarney here, but Queensbury and their Super Bantams are an absolute joke at the minute, aren't they? Like Mm. um, the fights that they've put on in the last... 12 months you know you've had obviously Davis has had um the fights with Leach um yeah. Baluta and Cunningham Cunningham's been out a couple of times you had Andrew Kane against Baluta what fight that was yeah um and then I mean even before um Davis beat Cunningham last week uh, I when this um fight got announced McCann and Baluta I messaged you straight away didn't I and I said <laughs> I'm, I'm booking the work because. <laughs> um and I did so um so we're hoping to go um if anyone's down there for that give us a shout because it'd be nice to sort of say hello um absolutely i i i think it's i think it's much much tougher for dennis than maybe some of the people who aren't you know too frequent watchers of boxing are going to think it's going to play out um
1: i i, I actually think um I, I actually think rob that um it's a real tough test for Dennis McCann like you just said I I, I don't think he's going to get it all his own way we certainly know what Baluta is all about you know Baluta is just relentless isn't he in, in the boxing ring um I, I think Dennis McCann if he goes in the ring Rob and fights fire with fire he could land himself in a bit of trouble is uh yeah it's my thought on it I, I think he's really got to think about how he goes about this fight um we we watched like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast we, we we watched liam davis really take away every attribute that baluta's got by sort of standing at a distance and just jabbing his head off um for, for 12 rounds didn't he and um yeah i wonder whether dennis mccann can keep baluta off and i think that's the big question rob
0: definitely um but again, he's quite versatile, Baluta. Like he is, a very sort of come forward, all action fighter. But he does come up against all sorts of different styles, and um, you know he fought well against Davis. Um, he just just struggled to, Get to close the distance. Yeah. Um, Andrew Kane. I'll be honest. Andrew Kane had him gone. Um, he dropped him twice in round one. And I thought, this is some statement from Andrew Kane. And then he took his foot off the gas a little bit and it just became an absolute war. Yeah. But it turned out that he broke his hand um, yeah. in that first round. So it does make you look at that and think, hmm, you know, what Baluta is Baluta. Um, I don't know, a little bit vulnerable, on, uh, you know, around the whiskers now. Yeah. Um, McCann's a cross between Kane and Davis for me. Like he can bang, but he can box really well. And uh, I think he will mix it up and I, I think he will win on points quite wide. Um similar scorecards maybe to the Liam fight.
1: I do you know what, Rob? I can't even call this. I I I can't even picture in my head what's gonna happen in this fight. Um for me it's it, yeah. it, it's an absolute fifty fifty. 50 Do you think Hey? Yeah, I do. I You I, I, think I, it is a
0: genuine I know it's close. I'm not I don't know. I don't know. I I do favour McCann, but um I'd like to see the odds on Baluta.
1: Yeah, um, I I would as well. But for yeah, for me, Rob, I I can't pick a winner from this one. I I know it would be very easy to say Dennis McCann, but I, of course, I I, I just think um, we we saw with Baluta against um, like you mentioned Andrew Kane. You know, he's got he's got the dog in him, hasn't he? He's able to get in there, and he, I know he survived a, a stormy weather, but um, yeah, for, for me, it's questioning. Whether Dennis McCann has got that power to get Baluta out of there. And if if Baluta's still standing there in the 12th round, for me it's 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 a lottery who wins the fight.
0: Yeah. So, it's gonna um... be fun. It won't be um it, it can't be poor. It can't be poor. No, um, no, no. no. I, I just think both the styles will, will gel beautifully. Um and we could end up with another Baluta Kane on our hands. Um, hopefully.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Rob, at the York Hall, it's gonna be your first time if we get there visiting the York Hall, are you excited about it?
0: Yeah, I, I um last year, you very excited. Like last year, um we did a bit of a review of a year on what we wanted to do this year and um we we sort of called fighters we wanted to watch or venues we wanted to attend and, and your call it's because I'm up in the Midlands, getting to London isn't isn't the easiest no thing to do on a Friday or a Saturday night, you know, work and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, for it to be that kind of fight as well. Um. Yeah, I'm buzzing.
1: Yeah, it will be brilliant. Um, look, looking. Can you show at me the, around. Well, yeah, of course, I'm going to show you around. I'll show you around <laughs> uh, the. And of course, Monday uh, sporty song listeners, if you're listening to this, we've got bagel bake. Of course, ba- <laughs> bagel bake with their salt beef, uh, bagels. There we go. If 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 you know, you know. That's all I can
0: say, Rob. <laughs> I'm gonna know. I am gonna know
1: exactly. There we go. Um, the the undercard, Rob, with um, Nathaniel Collins versus raza kamza is going to be intriguing also ryan garner is out piranha but the piranha garner like you said it is the best nickname in boxing is it is it not
0: i love it i love it
1: yeah and and, and a good chance as well to see um raven chapman up close as well who's uh she's, she's pushing towards um Sort of the the top of the sort of division as well, isn't she? So
0: yeah, definitely, she's well sort of embedded in the top ten now. I think I think she's number one in Britain, but I don't, I don't think she'll be going for those British titles. Um I mean, after this, it'd be interesting because I mean the champion at the minute is is Serrano. Um, that that's a hard fight for for Raven, isn't it?
1: it 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 would be a hard fight, but I, I, talking um to Raven previously and, and and knowing her character, it's definitely one that she will be aiming for. there is no doubt oh, you about have that to. yeah you'd ha- yeah.
0: absolutely have to take it um she would be the underdog, but um also it'd be a great payday as well presumably if it, if she goes over to America for it as well um you know amanda serrano is is heavily on the sort of jake Paul uh, bandwagon at the minute, and whilst I hate the whole jake paul fighting experience, what he's doing promotionally for women's boxing over there is is superb and um, you know, if if Raven can go over there and get a little piece of that, fair play to her.
1: Absolutely agree with you Rob, now Sport to Song listeners, um, we are going to be bringing you um, content coming up, maybe even some live content from me and Rob at the York Hall, wouldn't that just be great? Um, Rob, is there any more fights coming up soon that we're looking forward to or any other fights we want to preview coming up?
0: Yeah, just a couple of the big ones really. Um obviously in a few weeks it's um Liam Smith and Eubank. Um I don't know if you got the chance to watch the sort of virtual press conference or update press conference they did yesterday. It was it was quite funny. Um usual spiel from Eubank. Um, you know, it wasn't his fault he lost, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's gonna be a different outcome. Exactly as you wanted to hear. And and Liam just sat there and laughed at him for twenty minutes, really. Um Um where are you at? With yeah, us. it's
1: it's it's a bit of a strange one for me. This fight, I think the 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 fi- the first fight was a fight that I was engaged with. I, I we, we speculated on the podcast. We we you know we were quite sure that Eubank would have a little bit too much for Smith, maybe um, in the later rounds. And <laughs> Liam Smith came out from that beautiful ring walk and and just literally proved everyone wrong. He he literally. Pulled Chris Eubank apart, didn't he? He literally devastated Eubank, um, and I think from that you have to take a lot of um, what happened in that fight and reflect it onto the the second fight. I think obviously because for me Lee, Lee, Liam Smith, and I, I didn't expect it, but he's got Eubank's number. I think he's he, he, he's a, a a better boxer. He's got better ring craft, and. He's having a bit of an Indian summer, isn't he? And he he's carrying power in the ring at the moment, isn't he? Yes,
0: he is, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I I would go with you. I'd I'd have to back Smith, but um, I'm not on the bandwagon of of writing off um you bank like a lot of people are. Now I know I know the first fight was was emphatic, but um, I, there were parallels to the first fight of Lee Wood and Lara um in that lee wood was ahead on the cards he was winning very well until he got caught um i know it was only three rounds but um for the first few rounds i thought eubank was out of boxing smith um smith couldn't really land on him until he landed on him if you, know, if you catch my drift so yeah um a mini version of wood lara really and, and for that reason i wouldn't write eubank off it's a long more nine nine further rounds to get through um I think if it goes to points, I would add Eubank, but can Eubank get through twelve rounds of that? Because um, when Smith brings the heat, it's it's hard to sort of keep a cool head in it, isn't it? I um I struggle to see it. So I would I would go with a repeat like you. Um but I cer I certainly wouldn't rule Eubank out on this.
1: Yeah, and Rob, you you you've sort of turned my head a little bit, um, and you, you explained that very well. And 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 I do agree with you on that. I I think if we get a Chris Eubank uh, Junior. who is his heads more switched on, um, he's a little less gung ho and he holds back a little bit and starts winning rounds. Obviously, like you said, I, I think he 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 could win he could win on points, but it's it's whether or not Eubank has got the ability to stay away from Liam Smith. And l- like you rightly said, Rob, you know there's, it, it's a long fight, isn't it? And um, yeah. I would expect at some stage Smith to get some success, and it's it's whatever Chris Eubank Jr. has got left to sort of. Are stay. we in
0: agreement? Are we in agreement that um, Liam Smith can't win on points? I th- yeah, I, 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 I don't I would... see how he outboxes Eubank over twelve rounds.
1: No, I, I I do agree with you on that, and I think
0: so interesting think because of that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and and I think if we go back to the, the the original podcast for fight one, I think that was our point. We were saying we expect. Um Eubank to win the fight on points. We just didn't expect Liam Smith to come out and blow Eubank away like that. So <laughs> it was it, amazing, it, wasn't it? It was quite amazing, actually. I could just see that image in my head of Eubank clawing himself back up the uh the, the corner. Um, it was
0: like someone had put the brakes on a bus and he hadn't sat down yet, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely that. I think you <laughs> might have put a few tweets on about that as well, Rob, at the time. But um it it it's a... am I I'm, I'm gonna say interesting undercard or Certainly an undercard that needs to be spoken about um for many reasons. First and foremost, Fraser Clark Dave Allen. I mean, uh <laughs> I I I can I can almost feel your eyes rolling into the back of your head, but it's uh what, what do we make of this and how has it come about?
0: I don't know. Um we, we spoke about Dave Allen a while ago and you know he's had his troubles out of the ring and um off the back of bad results he's had um high profile sort of mental health um issues or you know problems and and for that reason a lot of people have called for him to not get back in a ring again because yeah he he could probably physically do it but if he takes another bad beating it's it's not how your body recovers it's how your mind recovers and and that was my point a few weeks ago when we i don't even know why dave allen came up but that was (laughs) um it was something that we discussed and i still stand by that um fraser clark Victim of his promoter at the minute, he got pulled out of the purse bids with Wardley. He looked terrible as a result of that. Um, and he didn't particularly impress me against whack Um, I think he he beats Dave Allen all day of a um, all all day, all days of a week. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't see it's a pointless fight for me. And I think when you sent me the um the original screenshot i mean I, yeah i did roll my eyes to be honest so you're right you could hear it
1: yeah and and it's yeah it's it's hard to even talk about because we should have been seeing um around about now Fraser Clark versus um, Fabio Wardley which we would have been absolutely you know a media frenzy i think domestically i think boxing fans you know even boxing fans who aren't really into would have got behind this fight because i think it would have generated Um, enough intrigue. I think it would have been potentially one of the fights of the year in terms of a spectacle even. Um, But it's, you know, Fraser Clark versus Dave Allen. Dave Allen, for me, it's got that sort of Derek Trezora vibe to it, you know. Should he really be going back in between the ropes and getting in between uh, in in a boxing ring? There's, There's questions need to be asked on that front, but it's happening. And like you said, I think it's going to be quite clearly... A Fraser Clark victory, probably on points. There we go. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, elsewhere on the card, Rob Florian Marku is fighting um, against Dillian Moran, and Hefron Mark Hefron against Jack Cullen. Good to see. Good fight. Hefron. Yeah. Good fight. Super middleweight. Hefron is, you know, he, he's having a great sort of spell at the moment, isn't he? He's looking really good, and that will yeah. be an exciting fight. Um, he's also, a,
0: he's a British and Commonwealth champion, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and it's it's great to see um, Ben Whittaker. And you've just informed me, uh, Rob, off air, Adam Azim, which is yeah. uh, it makes for a pretty interesting undercard, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Boxer have got some good talent. Um, unfortunately, the depth of their cards. Um, they're still relatively new to the the TV game, aren't they? And um, whilst they're talent is stacked their undercards aren't unfortunately so they're they're sort of relying on your regimes your Clark's, um your Whitakers to steamroll through people who who shouldn't really be in the ring with them at the minute um and it's making for a poor a poor card but um luckily for for boxer you know they've had a number of good um headliners haven't they and i think that smith and eubank junior will more than hold that up
1: Yeah, I absolutely think so, Rob. Now, um, Rob, we're pushing towards the end of the podcast and Sporty Song listeners and boxing fans, it's been a heavy week for boxing, hasn't it, Rob? So, you know, it almost feels like the the sort of air has been like... uh, Well, I'm going
0: to tell you something good. Go on. So in, in a sport that's pretty shit at the minute and feels like we've gone backwards again, you know, since the last pod, Lee Wood and Josh Warrington's been announced and I think that fight is... It's It probably will be one of the best all British fights of the year, if not fight of the year, come come the end of it, when all the awards are dished out. Um, I just don't see how it doesn't catch fire, um, so long as Warrington keeps his head out of the way. Um, it's just amazing. A bit, a little bit underwhelmed that they've had to do it at Sheffield Arena, um, not in a football stadium, but yes. it's f- fucking brilliant fight, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is a good fight. It's it's, it's a great domestic fight. That um, there's been a bit of controversy over over mandatories, hasn't there? Um, I think uh, Lee Wood was due to take on I can't remember his name now.
0: Um, who was the boxer who was due to fight Rob? Oh, the um, Eastern European fella. I'll check. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, so um, yeah, th- th- there was a bit of controversy around that. That they've got around it to make this big domestic fight um do you know what rob last week i actually got questioned on this fight because um, by some american fight fans and th- they actually questioned they said what is the point of this fight they said is it is it really a fight that you know uk boxing fans are up for and i said yeah absolutely he said yeah. because in america he said it's in our eyes just josh Warrington spent it's like um, they actually said that you know, I won't be tuning in to watch it because it's just who said that. Um, I can't think who it was now, but it was on our space Twitter space we did the other week, and he just said, That's, That's crazy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he, he said, No, there's not really a, an audience for it in America, but just not in our eyes. Josh Warrington's a spent, a spent force, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a null. Uh, sort of nil sort of... Uh, he, only entity, lost, but... he
0: only lost the majority decision to to Lopez. And at the time, that didn't look like a good result. But in hindsight, it looks very good. Well, not obviously, it's not good that he lost. But, you know, he, he had a majority decision against a guy who went and absolutely blew um, Conlon out the water in um, in Belfast. So I don't, I don't think he's fully done yet.
1: No, it's, it will be an interesting fight. I think the, the biggest question for me, Rob, is what Josh Warrington has got left in the tank. Because we, we, we've seen... Lee Wood. I mean, where do we start with uh, Lee Wood? I mean, it, he is some character, isn't he? Because he just doesn't give in. He doesn't give up on what he he wants to achieve. And you know, going up against someone like Lee Wood with that determination for for Warrington at this time in his career, he's got to be up for it to to stand a chance, hasn't he? And the yeah. the, the only thing I the only thing I do, Rob, going into this fight is I question whether Josh Warrington has still got that you know, raw desire to go in there and snatch that belt off of Lee Wood. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But, um, I, and, and I sort of doubt it in my mind.
0: I personally think Lopez is the guy to beat in the division, um, which means Josh has lost the best guy in the division, in my opinion, um, which means I don't rate Lee Wood as highly. So, um I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, Lee Wood has got momentum, huge, huge momentum. Uh, you know, he was boxing well in the first fight um, with with Lara, and that's also come off the back of two amazing wins against Kanju and uh, Conlon. Um, he's gone and got the belt back immediately. Um, and in a in a world where heavyweights aren't fighting each other, you look at someone like Lee Wood, and and he will have finished the wor- uh, the, the year with. Lara, Lara, Warrington. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. The, These lower weights are, are showing that fights can be made and, and how it's done. Um, and the one thing, the other thing, the crucial thing he has over uh, Warrington is he, he has a win over Lara, which Warrington doesn't have um, after a couple of... They both had two attempts. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. The atmosphere, I can't even stop thinking about how good the atmosphere is going to be as well. Yeah, um, it, it
1: is going to be... They've, Absolutely. Split the arena.
0: they've split it so half arena will literally be Leeds or Warrington fans and then the other half Nottingham slash Wood fans so.
1: it's going to be an incredible um, atmosphere That is. For are, you, are you going
0: to come because I've got this spare ticket mate and I keep saying <laughs> <laughs> to you put me on the spot do you know what Rob I'm yeah, putting you know on the spot
1: I'm coming I'm coming to Sheffield <laughs> yes. there we go now listen um, Rob in the lead up to this we're going to have a lot of fun with Carl from Last Bell Boxing he is almost he, demanding you know to come Cole... on the podcast
0: he keeps... Carl, he's been on me about this. When am I coming on? When am I coming on? I was like, Carl, we're having you on, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and nearer of a fight, we will have you on. So it's nice, it's current, and people won't forget about it. So, Carl, if you listen to this, mate, I promise you, you will come on.
1: There we go. Carl from last bell boxing a friend of the podcast (laughs) indeed and a pain in my ass. yeah and (laughs) anything else we need to go through before we close off round 34 of the sports song boxing podcast
0: no i think we're good it was nice to end on something um you know positive after a you know a pretty shit week but um let's get this saturday out of the way and um you know a couple of weeks time it'll be smith eubank and you know we'll have more to look forward to
1: absolutely until then sport song listeners catch you soon